Welcome to the recorded candidate interviews by the League of Women Voters of Portland Education Fund. All the candidates running for this position in the midterm election were invited to participate. We ask the candidates for the same office, the same questions, and include as many of the questions as time allows. Hello, this is Marion Davenport, the League of Women Voters of Portland, and you are watching the Video Voters Guide or listening to our podcast. We are here today to talk with candidates running in the November 8, 2022 general election. We're grateful for the support of the Carol and Velma Sailing Foundation, the League of Women Voters of Portland Education Fund, the Weiss Foundation, and our media partner, Metro East Community Media. With me today is Commissioner Joanne Harresty, running for re-election as Portland Commissioner, position number three. Welcome, Commissioner Hardesty. Thank you so much for the invitation. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're running for this office. <clears throat> well, I am running for re-election because we have had some phenomenal success in changing systems so that they work for all Portlanders. As an example, uh, Portland Street Response came out of a desire to make sure that we sent the right first responder to the right incident at the right time. Today, Portland is at an inflection point. Uh, uh, many of, uh, of Portland is coming back. Many people in Portland are coming back. Small businesses are coming back. But we are also a tale of two cities, a city that has been economically devastated on one side, and on one side, lots of big, beautiful, brand new buildings that Portlanders cannot afford to live in or lease. Um, and so I want to make sure that as we start reimagining Portland, as we start rebuilding Portland for the future, that we're building a Portland that people at all income levels can live and prosper. And I look forward to the opportunity to continue to serve and changing these systems so they work for all Portlanders. Thank you. What can the city do to address the root causes contributing to the increase in gun violence? Yes, that is an excellent question. There are many things that are contributing to the rise in gun violence. We know that during COVID, domestic violence was way up. We know stranger violence was way up. We know economic uh, 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 instability uh, creates a violent crime. Crime goes way up. Uh, when, when violent crime is taking place. But what we also know is that we need a system of support to address gun violence and not a knee-jerk reaction or not a one-size-fits-all solution. It is really important that we address the issues from getting guns off the street, which is really, really important. We have to also make sure that we are interrupting the uh, the uh, the uh, organized activity around how guns are even getting into our community. I will say that Multnomah County Sheriffs and the coalition that's been working around gun violence has done a really good job of actually interrupting the flow of guns in our community. Uh, we need more of that. But we also have to invest in community solutions, uh, like actually investing in uh, community mediation programs um, and healing. All of us have been traumatized over and over and over again over the last three years. And we've done almost nothing around making sure that we can bring the community together to heal. Do you 
think the structure of Portland city government needs to be changed? And if so, what specific changes do you support? I will say, yes, clearly the form of government needs to be changed. Um, but I have operated as if we don't have the form of government that we have. Uh, because what I know is that community members don't live in bureaus, right? They, they have the whole experience of what city services offer. And so uh, Portland Street Response is a great example of going uh, outside of, of, of just the bureaus at my control and working with other city bureaus, working with community, working with business associations, working with the community to solve these big problems. None of these big problems we have will we solve by ourselves. We have to solve it in coalition with other governments and with other community-based partners. You're listening to the League of Women Voters Portland Video Voters Guide interview and podcast with Commissioner Joanne Hardesty, who is running for re-election as Portland Commissioner, position number three. How can Portland address barriers such as criminal history, substance abuse, and mental health issues to ensure that people who lack housing have a safe, and stable place to live? That is a fabulous question because the big missing piece in our, uh, in our recovery effort is a place to take people who are suffering from severe mental health issues or alcohol and drug addiction. I've been working with our uh, legislative uh, uh, leaders to say, is there a way for us to collectively invest a billion dollars into mental health and behavioral health treatment now, as well as a billion dollars into affordable housing. We need the state to partner with the county and the city because the city cannot do this alone. About half of city employees have said they do not want to return to work downtown. How would you address that situation? What I've been working with my city council colleagues on is how do we incentivize people coming back into the downtown core? What I, I know is I have employees that have never had the privilege of working from home. They have shown up every day, whether it's my 500 maintenance workers and FIBOT, whether it's my Portland Fire and Rescue crew. They show up every day. They do the job we've asked them to do. Um, and they didn't get the privilege of working from home. So in my mind, we have to incentivize those who show up every day and show appreciation that no matter what crises we're in, they do their job. And then for people who've been, a, been privileged to be able to do their job from home, we should remove barriers for them to come back, meaning we should provide childcare. We should be providing public transit uh, uh, assistance. We should be we should be removing barriers. Maybe it's senior care. Maybe it's pet care. But we should be asking employees, what do you need from us as a employer of choice to incentivize you to think making that commute uh, is going to be a good thing for you and your family? Because all businesses are operating differently, and a city has to adapt just like other major employers. Right? We have to actually be a place that people want to come to, um, and we can do that if we're incentivizing rather than mandating. So for our final question, what are your suggestions for bringing back Portland to encourage people to come back downtown and enjoy the city? Well, I don't know about you, but I've been walking through downtown for months 
And people are downtown in Portland. Does downtown Portland still have problems? Absolutely. Uh, do we still need housing that people can afford to live in? Absolutely. I would tell people to stop listening to the press and come and walk through downtown like I do. Take public transit, take Max, but enjoy your restaurants. I am so thrilled to be able to go back to Mother's uh, Bistro downtown and be able to sit inside and see other people enjoying their food. Um, downtown is exciting right now. It's still a little scary because there's so much unknown. Uh, but I would say it takes what makes the community safer is more eyes on the street, more people enjoying the outdoors, more people coming out to listen to music. Um, and Portland's coming back. The question is, will this be a Portland where all of us get to come back? Or will it be only a Portland where people with resources are able to come back and thrive? I want us all to come back. And that's why I'm running for the election. Thank you, Commissioner Hardesty. This concludes our video voters guide and podcast interview of Commissioner Joanne Hardesty running for re-election as Portland Commissioner position number three. Election day is Tuesday, November 8th. Be sure to inform yourself about the candidates and exercise your right to vote. Thank you for joining us. This interview was produced by the League of Women Voters of Portland Education Fund and Metro East Community Media. Funding was provided by the Carolyn Velma Sailing Foundation, the Weiss Foundation, the Sarah Fruing Fund, Vernier Science Education, and members of the League of Women Voters of Portland. For more information on the midterm election and this race, visit our websites, vote411.org and lwvpdx.org. Thank you for listening and for voting. Copyright 2022 by the League of Women Voters of Portland Education Fund. Licensed by Creative Commons.